I'm with Bill, Alpha Echo Zero Echo Echo. You've just come back from Heard Island. What was it like? Oh, it was it was a wonderful and uh, amazing place. Um, it was most of what it was built to be in terms of cold weather and high winds and rain. But I actually found that that was pretty... Having known that that was coming, it was pretty comfortable for me. Um, and it was an amazing... There was amazing scenery, and the pileups were uh, pretty intense much of the time. So what's the weather like uh, in your QDH? Um, the weather uh, outside was uh, typically about uh, 2 to 5 degrees Celsius, with uh, winds 20 to 30 knots, um, and uh, overcast with sort of some fog or drizzle much of the time. Uh, but every now and then there'd be brief openings of sunshine and uh, temperatures up to uh, 7C. So how did you prepare, you know, coming from a, you know, a civilization where, you know, hot and cold running water and, you know, creature comforts, how do you prepare mentally for a, a journey into the never-never? Well, uh, I think some of it uh, comes from uh, my background as a... Uh, field scientist um, doing geoscience as a, uh, during my PhD. So I had done some research out in the woods um, and uh, gotten some, you know, been collecting rocks. So generally familiar with, okay, there's not always running water and there's not always, um, you know, heat in the tent. Um, some days it was, you'd wake up and it was two degrees in the tent. Uh, so you just have to make sure that you have Good, good gear for the cold weather, a good tent to keep you uh, out of the wind and out of the rain, and go from there. Now, I understand you've just finished your PhD and you held off uh, finding yourself gainful employment in order to join this expedition. Uh, yes, I, I did. Um, I am a retired graduate student, but uh, looking to come out of retirement here uh, pretty soon. Um, it was partly a decision just because this was the right time to do this expedition. Um, I'm not yet bogged down with payments on a house and, and so entwined in a job that I can't leave. And I looked at it and said, you know, if I don't go now while I'm 30, I won't be able to go until I'm 60 and it might be a lot harder to do then. And I guess another thing is, right now we've got a lot of these guys are getting older but they've got some great experience and so this is a great chance for me to go and learn from some of the guys who've been doing this for years and see what it's all about and how to keep carrying this tradition on. So what you're telling me is that we're going to have this conversation 20 years from now and you're going to be the expedition leader. Well, that, that could happen. Uh, I'm already looking forward to some of the uh, national parks on the air that are uh, awaiting when I get home. And I guess one training that I did for this was on uh, New Year's Eve local in Minnesota. I went out to the uh, Mississippi National River Recreation Area and was out there in the cold um, pounding out a few few contacts on CW on the first night of uh, National Parks on the Air and uh, it actually wasn't that cold when we were on Heard Island. It was all above all above freezing on Heard Island. So I, I love how you I love how you phrase that. <laughs> yeah, I, 
as, as a Minnesotan, I actually found that it wasn't as cold as I had been prepared for. Uh, the, the bigger thing was that it was always raining, so I mostly just had on a uh, raincoat and rain pants, and the heavy, heavy weather parka never did make it out of the pack. So what you're saying is in Minnesota you build of tougher stuff? Yeah, something like that. <laughs> Without saying it as much. Okay, so what did you graduate in as a, as a graduate student? What was your PhD in? So uh, my PhD was in chemistry, um, but I worked in um, an earth and planetary sciences uh, research group uh, doing uranium-lead dating of rocks, um, both some that were in uh, Texas and some in uh, northeastern Montana. So did any of that, uh, did you any take any of that with you into Heard Island? Did you do any science or did you sit strictly behind a radio? I, I definitely did some science on uh, Heard Island. Um, I had had a couple of projects that I was uh, looking to do. Um, the one that ended up uh, working out the best was the uh, Gigapan project. Um, and Gigapan is a, um, it's a robotic camera mount that will pan and tilt a camera and press the shutter button so that you can take a panoramic picture at high resolution and then afterwards it will stitch all the pictures together and you can upload those to the internet where people around the world can pan and zoom this high resolution image. Um, and so I'd uh, been in touch with a scientist who's been taking those and using them uh, educationally and he'd said, oh I have a unit um, that we'd can loan out to people who are going somewhere interesting. So as soon as I saw that, I said, I know somebody who's going to do that. <laughs> so I uh, got one, um, talked to him, and we were able to bring the unit to Heard Island and did manage to get uh, three gigapans taken uh, from the island. It's a little, it's fewer than I would have liked, um, but we ran into some, some difficulties both from the weather, uh, the, they're not great in the cold and the wet, and also from the cold, particularly in that the batteries have lower voltage in the cold. And so it was very difficult to keep the batteries warm enough to actually finish the pictures. But we, we managed a few, and that's more than we had before. So what you're really saying is that when you start activating another you know, park in Minnesota that you should take this gigapan with you and then you've got the local resources nearby so you can improve the hardware for the next de-expedition to Ireland. Yeah, I'd, I would love to do that um, and uh, might, uh, might see about uh, getting one of these units or talking with one of the other people I know who have one because it's a great little tool for science education and the gigapans that I have will be uh, uploaded soon to uh, to the internet and will be uh, publicly available. What's your fondest memory? Oh, that, that's a tough one. Uh, can I say the whole thing? <laughs> it, it was the whole thing. Um, but uh, operating, um, one of the things that sticks with me was operating 15 meter ridi one morning when the bands were pretty well open and I would call you know VK0EK listening down and there would be about a 15 kilohertz wide square wave that would just pop up because it was just solid signals for 15 kilohertz I couldn't decode a one but it was just solid signal for 15 kilohertz on RIDI and eventually I could find a few to work 
but it was so slow just because of the wall of signal. And that was just unforgettable. Well, thank you so very much for your time. You're welcome. I'm with Bill, Alpha Echo Zero, Echo Echo. Thank you. Thanks, and 73.